This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into the Danny Britt Show right here on Sports Talk 104.3. Christian Gokel, glad to have you all hanging out with us as we recap a big-time win for your cadets as they kicked off region play this past Thursday at Memorial Stadium when they welcomed them in. Burt County, a really talented team, previously undefeated and ranked number five in the GA, excuse me, in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution uh, power rankings there. BC coming in to that game with the two losses early in the year and ranked a little bit lower there uh, than the Burke County Bears. But your cadets come out and get a big 28-3 victory, suffocating on defense and finally starting to click a little bit on offense. To break it all down with us, the head football coach of the cadets, Danny Britt. And coach, I know for you, the biggest number you had to be excited about was three uh, at the end of the day on the scoreboard. Yeah, definitely was excited about that. And, uh, you know, defense has been playing well. We we actually shouldn't have given up the three. Um, we were frustrated about that. Uh, they faked a punt on us, and we were in punt safe. And I'm like, how the heck do they fake the punt when we're sitting and leave the defense in punt safe? And uh, But we weren't lined up correctly. So uh, we're making sure to correct that this week. Now, we spoke last week about what this offense looked like for Burke County, and it's a lot of jet sweeps, a lot of traps up front with their offensive line, and just some stuff that you don't necessarily see a lot uh, from some different high schools as you go throughout the year, right? It's not the traditional bubble screen slant nine route offense that we see from a lot of high schools now. Uh, they can get the ball to a lot of different people and have some really good athletes. What were some of the biggest things you guys keyed on going into this game? I think, first of all, you know, just up front, which, you know, it sounds cliche, but, you know, you, you win it in the trenches. But up front, we, uh, we're we making sure if we continue to get pressure, meaning, you know, not just in the pass game, but pressure in the run game, moving the offensive line, which we've been able to do for the most part this year, uh, it would help with all of that. And it would help our linebackers to be free to make plays. And, and that's what we did. They, Burke County does is they have a lot of athletes, you know, roll in a lot of guys and just do it, do a number of different things, but do it well. And, um, you know, we were able to, to, to move the offensive line with, with our big three guys up front, certainly and, 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 and leave running lanes for our linebackers. I was going to say, Coach, not often that a nose tackle is one of your leading tacklers in a game. That's what happened. Big Jeremiah Thomas, uh, all six foot, 300 pounds of them, able to come away as your leading tackler in this game. Not not something you see too often. No, definitely not. But, uh, yeah, Jeremiah had a great game. I, during the game, I was actually looked at somebody and said, man, Jeremiah's playing lights out. They couldn't block him. They were trying to double-team him. He certainly couldn't single-block him, and he was just fighting through making play after play. And, you know, they were running it's a zone scheme that they were running, and and uh, the double teams just weren't working. And when, when it's not working on the nose guard, it, it's for a long night in the run game. I was going to say, Coach, what does it give you uh, when you have a nose tackle like that, just in terms of scheme-wise uh, as a defensive coordinator and a defensive coach? What does that allow you to do when you have that guy that can kind of eat up the, the guard center positions of an offensive line? Well, one, like, you know, Jonathan Hardy, um, you know, has become the leader, kind of the, the uh, mental leader of the team on and uh, defense, said it in, in the paper to Dennis Knight that with him playing that well, that leaves them free to make plays. 
And that's what's happened because you have to double team. You can't single block him. Um, and, and, and one that's huge, just that, it, it changes the blocking scheme. You have to, you have to account for him. So, um, you know, that right there at the center of attack, that changes everything. Now, you mentioned uh, the inside linebacker play there, Coach Wilkes Albert, Jonathan Hardy taking over uh, that inside linebacker position since Bryce Baker uh, has kicked to the outside. When you look at their improvement uh, from, say, just Miami to now, what's the biggest thing that you've noticed? Because I know we spoke with about everyone, right, where just you need game reps, but those two guys in particular play such a tough position. What have you noticed has been the biggest improvement so far? Yeah, one they played played well all year. I really think, and, and it's hard to say anybody played that well against Columbus the way to beat us. But uh, but they have they played really well. I, Wilkes is getting faster and faster each game. I mean, playing faster, and um, you know that's huge. Jonathan uh, is new to us and new to the scheme, and has come in, and you can tell he's more and more comfortable with it. Uh, he's becoming more physical. That that was. You know, the issue with him at the beginning of the year is just the physicality. You know, actually not just sliding off blocks, but, but you know, blowing up blocks and, and that sort of thing. And when he hits somebody, they're going backwards. So he's getting more physical every every time he steps on the field. Yeah, and a bunch of sacks uh, in this game. Jeremiah Thomas with one, uh, as well as Cole Simeon. Uh, you have Wilkes Albert accounting for two. Uh, third, Scroggins accounting for one as well. And then Kieran Glover, a guy, Coach, that we've talked about a lot uh, as a guy who – maybe isn't going to play 100% of the snaps, and when he gets in there, he can be super explosive. Definitely. Will, I mean, uh, Karen is a good change-up. He goes in, you know, and, and, and is very, very quick. He's not as big, but extremely quick, and he, he's powerful. So uh, Coach Houston uses him that way, so he can he can make plays and he can blitz and, and get in the backfield very quickly, and, and that's what he did, and he came up with two big plays in a row, actually, the other night and, and came up with a sack as well. And Coach, you're talking about taking advantage of playing time and a freshman for you guys, Michael Williams, who, listen, he, he hadn't played a lot, and then you go down to Bowles, uh, and he's having to play in the secondary matchup with a really good tight end. Uh, a lot of times down there uh, for the Bowles school, gets his first interception uh, as a cadet as well, man. How cool is it to see guys like that take advantage of the opportunities they're given? It is so much fun to watch, and you know we we typically don't have freshmen playing uh, much at all. Uh, even you know the D one guys, you know don't play a whole lot. But he he's come in. He's going to be truly a special athlete. Uh, he just is just very very athletic, very explosive, and um, has come in and kept his head down, kept his mouth shut, and and is getting more and more playing time. And he came up with a huge interception there, and almost took it back for a touchdown. So uh, big expectations for him. What's funny is afterwards, after the game, you know, I'm telling, giving the freshmen their assignments and I said, no freshmen leave until every piece of trash is picked up. Everything is put up from the locker room. And even if you did have an interception tonight, you're still staying and doing all of that. So, uh, which they know that. No, it's just part of being a freshman at Benedict. And I want to take a break here because it was, it was defense leading to offense the cadet. So let's take a break here. We're going to come back, take a look uh, at the offensive performance in this game, and then take a quick peek at Southeast Bullock coming to town, getting ready for another big region game for your cadets. We'll take a break. We'll be right back after this. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Britt Show. This is the Danny Britt Show. Christian Gokel joined by the head football coach of your cadets, Danny Britt. Uh, and coach, we, we 
talked about it there at the end of the last segment. Defense leading to offense in this one. And the offense, you put up 28 points. Uh, anytime you can win uh, by 25 in a game, it's a big mark for your team. But still feeling a little bit clunky on offense, but it seems like it's trending in the right direction. It definitely is. I felt good about a number of different things. I felt like, for the most part, we were blocking well. Uh, you know, Luke barely missed a couple of guys. Uh, actually, one of them, I think, the receiver. You know, I could put on the receiver. The other two, he just, I mean, missed by by a foot maybe. Uh, there had been two more touchdowns right there. So all of that's coming together, and I believe will continue to come together. Uh, so, you know, I thought they played pretty well. And, I mean, Luke ended up with, with um, what was his stats? Let's see. Luke ended up uh, completing 15 of 20 passes for 188 yards and two touchdowns. So that's not a bad night. <laughs> no, for sure. And, and, again, able to win there uh, by three or more scores is always going to be a big deal, especially in a region game. Uh, but looking back, Coach, at some of the playmakers who were able to get it done, we've spoken about Zaquan, and he's still just kind of dealing uh, with that lingering soft tissue injury there. Uh, but Thomas Blackshear, meanwhile, it it's interesting to see because last year we saw how explosive he could be. It seemed like every time he touched the ball, it was a touchdown. Now this year, when he's a known commodity and defenses are starting to scheme up for him, where do you see that next step in his game coming? Yeah, I mean, he obviously is, is, you know, we're getting the ball to him as much as we can. we we got to find ways to get it to him in the run game, too. Uh, and, if, you know, if he would continue to grow and adjust, and, and other than just a reverse every once in a while, if we can, you know, swap him and get him in at the slot positioning and, and, and get him the ball, we need his, the ball in his hands as much as possible. Absolutely. Coach, any other – I know you had mentioned uh, the offensive line play in this game. Going back, watching the tape, any other performances stand out to you offensively? Yeah, I thought LaDon Bryant obviously had a good game. He had four receptions for 95 yards and a touchdown, and uh, he's starting to really catch the ball with his hands and, and bring it in and do a good job with that. And, you know, at 6'4", uh, you know, that's that's huge, um, you know, that he continues to grow. And, Coach, you guys getting ready to welcome in a Southeast Bullock team, 2-5 uh, and five on the season, 1-1 one and one, uh, in region play thus far, and a team that – it seems like they've had some games they let get away from them, but are also a couple of plays uh, from having a much better record here. What should we expect to see out of Southeast Bullock? Yeah, definitely. They have some uh, good size, some, some really good size. They, uh, you know, run a, a zone scheme offensively where they do, you know, have the, you know, the back and the H back, what we call red and blue. Uh, you know, do a lot of that, and then can go to a spread look. Uh, have a huge. H back tight end guy. I mean, he's, he's, he's all a six six. I think, uh, you know, big dude. Um, and then defensively, they play a three four. Uh, we'll end up in a five two look a lot against some stuff we do. And and so, um, you know, they got players. They they, they you know are, are a physical team. Uh, you know, um, not as fast as you know as some of the teams we played for sure. But uh, but a good physical football team. And going into this one, what kind of challenges do you expect them to present to your team? I know you talked about big, physical. You guys, I, we've said it a thousand times on this show, not ever going to be the biggest line of scrimmage in a game. What kind of challenges do you expect them to present? Yeah, I mean, just just that. I mean, they're going to – I think they're going to crowd the box and, and, and take away our run game and, and force us to you know put it in the air, which we can do and will do. And, 
And uh, so I think that's going to be the challenge is us being able to develop a run game, uh, you know, despite that and, and then be able to, you know, have some balance there. Now, Coach, a couple of off-the-field fa- off uh, things for you here. I know always a cool story for you when you get to see a former player uh, in the news there, and that's exactly what Colin Hogan's doing, a guy uh, who played football for you and lacrosse uh, for the cadets as well and decided uh, after a few years that he wanted to pick up the football again and now starring uh, for Georgia Military, a, a team that was ranked inside the top 10, uh, the JUCO ranks, and, and just got done playing a big top 10 matchup there. How cool is it for you to see a guy who did, never really got to make it onto the field too much for you guys just because there's some really talented guys in front of them just kind of carry on that cr- cadet tradition of succeeding at the next level? Yeah, certainly we're always excited that, you know, when the kids go on and, and, and live out their dreams and do the things that they wanted to do and worked hard to do. And so very proud of him and, and, and proud of what he's continuing to do, along with so many other guys. That's all where Gavin Stewart, uh, you know, won it again for Georgia Tech, kicking kick in overtime. So just a lot of guys doing good things. Absolutely, Coach. And you mentioned it there, a bunch of guys uh, at the next level for the cadets. And it just it seems like this program – uh, kind of breeds it, but also guys stepping up in and around the cadet community in high school as well. And I know a story that's been circulating around, uh, and it, it stinks because it's a guy uh, who hasn't been able to really be with you guys so far this year. But Lamont Mitchell, a guy who got hurt early in the season, uh, kind of brought up his own initiative and something that he wanted to bring to the forefront and recognize uh, as we move through this month of October. What can you tell me uh, about his initiative? Yeah, Lamont uh, lost his mother. Uh, you know, she died of a cause of domestic violence uh, when he was younger. And, um, you know, when it, at first when Lamont came, he was immature, as most kids are and really should be as they're coming into ninth grade. Uh, and, you know, really didn't talk about it much. But as he's gotten older and matured and become a young man, he, he talks about it, and he wants to put it out there and help people. He realizes he's lived it, still living it. Uh, and and um, thankfully, his, his aunt and uncle took him in, who are just, just tremendous people and, and love him. And, you know, he's got a great family because of that. But, uh, but you know, Lamont has done a good job and just matured, and he handled it. And gosh, man, I, it breaks my heart every time I even see him. He played one snap of this season and, and towards ACL. And that's just, just heartbreaking for, for him, for, for all of us. And, but he, he's continuing to grow and handle it and deal with it, you know, like a man. And wristbands being sold, uh, that benefits safe shelter and, and pink ribbons being worn uh, on the back of the helmets for cadets this month, uh, as well, coach. And I know it's something that we see a lot just throughout, football uh, and sports in general where it's just using their platform to kind of push a narrative and push something that they want uh, to get eyeballs onto but how cool is it to see I know you said guys mature into young men but still a high school kid right not even 18 years old how cool is it to see a guy just in and around your football team your school uh, just have kind of the the heart and the willingness to step up and do that it is really cool it's made I'm so proud of proud of him and, and, and how he's handled it and continues to handle it and just proud to, to be a part of it and be able to help in any way we can. And I'm proud of the school and how they embraced it and embraced him and, 
you know, understanding that, you know, he still has to deal with that, will deal with that the rest of his life. And so, so, so very proud of him and, and everybody around him. And the cadets will be honoring that throughout the rest of the month of October. But a big game coming up on Friday night against Southeast Bullock. And I know, Coach, it's been a weird year so far, but I feel like we say that every year just in terms of the schedule. We're six games into it. Uh, it feels like now maybe, hopefully, finally, we're just getting into a regular uh, routine in terms of the schedule. But looking back, man, I know it's crazy how fast it goes, but six games uh, into this season, just kind of give us the, the mid-season scouting report here for your team and where they need to get better at. Yeah, and you're, you're right, Christian. It, it has been – this has been a oddly a different year. Just every single week, uh, something affecting the game, and and uh, so, in one sense, yes, it goes very fast. But I kind of looked up and realized, okay, it's mid-season, and I'm I'm, I'm sort of exhausted, <laughs> you know, uh, but um, but excited as well. I, I feel good. I mean, that my goal in this program is always be the best we can be at the end, and my goal is to get better every time we step on that field and continuously improve and every week be able to see the improvement. And that's, I told the guys, I'm seeing that. And as long as I'm seeing that, I'm going to be happy. I feel like we're doing our job. So we're continuing to improve. Uh, We knew it was going to be, you know, you lose a group like we had last year, and you're going to have to just kind of rebuild it. And, you know, entire offensive line who was getting better every time they step on the field. Luke Romanhawk, who, yes, is a super stud and, you know, played a lot last year, but hadn't played a lot, uh, quarterback. And that's – you don't just all of a sudden become a, a you know, a great quarterback. You know, 7-on-7 seven seven is great, but it does not prepare you for real football. So he's getting better and better and better. And then you look at the gauntlet we ran, you know, and that's what I told the team before the game Friday night. I said, we have run this gauntlet. I planned it that way. This is what we were going to do. It was was really good football teams. I mean, we lost to Christopher Columbus, who may end up in the top ten in the nation. We lost to Ware County, barely, and I feel like we, we probably should have won that game. And they're ranked number one in 5A and, and you know, cause the, um, uh, so just doing really good. So I, I'm proud of where we're at. As long as we continue to improve, it can be an exciting year for us. And the cadets currently sitting at 4-2 and two on the season, getting ready for another big region game against Southeast Bullock. Of course, important for you guys to get out there and support the Memorial Stadium. 7.30 kick set up for your cadets, but if you can't make it or you're listening somewhere abroad, you'll always be able to catch the game on Savannah Sports Radio 104.3. Coach, we appreciate the time, man. Look forward to seeing you out there on Friday. Christian, thank you, and look forward to seeing you again. More Benedictine Cadets football, the Danny Britt Show. And we're back here with you on the Danny Britt Show. PJ Zuko here with you and uh, getting set to talk to uh, Jonathan Hardy, a senior linebacker here for the Benedictine Cadets and love the opportunity to be able to catch up with some of the the players, the students uh, on this Benedictine Cadets team and uh, get a little insight on what they see on the field and uh, what they're going through here throughout the season. So again, we have Jonathan Hardy starting linebacker for the Benedictine Cadets who's had quite the journey here to Benedictine. Jonathan, first of all, how you doing, man? How's it going this evening? Uh, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, great to have you on and, and talking about 
uh, this Benedictine team. Let, let's let's start there with uh, playing for this cadet team, obviously having a really solid year. And uh, you look back to last week, huge win, 28-3 over a very good Burke County team on Thursday night. Not only that, man, a defensive side of the football, obviously you only allow three points. Uh, that had to be great and uh, getting a real solid team win. Yeah, that was a really good performance by the, the whole t- defense. Like all phases of the game, obviously. Uh, our D-line did incredible in that game. The linebacker play was really good, and, and then our DBs also did a good job. Yeah, absolutely. That all comes together for, for that solid 28-3 to victory over Burt County. And, uh, you know, obviously senior linebacker on this team. And, and, you know, I feel like playing linebacker, you kind of got to have a, a different mentality than, than maybe some of the other parts of the defense, some of the other parts of the team. Uh, you, you know, it, it seems like it, obviously you want to be as, as physical as pos- possible, uh, but be able to cover through the, the, the passing lanes as well and whatnot. Um, but what, what makes you like, what, what's the most fun I feel like, and what kind of mentality do you have to have to play that position, uh, especially in this defense? You have to kind of do a hundred percent, every single play mentality, just you have to be involved in the run and the pass, obviously, every play. And especially with Burke being an option team, you really have to be smart and on your like toes and doing everything right every single play because they'll punish you if you don't. That's a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. Understandable. We're talking to Jonathan uh, Hardy here, senior linebacker here for this Benedictine Cadets football team. And, uh, you know, uh, head coach Danny Britt obviously has a defensive background and uh, obviously – um, always has his eye on the defensive side of the football too. Uh, what's it like playing for Coach Britt, especially when you know, uh, you know, he's all about the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, it's been really great being under Coach Britt. I really loved being under, getting to know him, being under him. You know, of course, with the transfer, I really that was like the first person I got to talk to, and it was really he was really helped helped me a lot in that transfer, and helping me get here and situated. And I feel like he's helped me a lot on the defensive side of the ball, obviously, due to his background. And he really finds a way to push you in a good way and get the best out of you. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you, you talked about that. And we, we mentioned uh, the journey you've had to, to get here to Benedict. And obviously, you transfer in the offseason there um, from California as well, Bell, Bellflower, California, there uh, from St. John Bosco. Uh, you know, First of all, talk about just the journey uh, across the country and, and what it's like uh, kind of playing playing in south, south, southern Georgia as opposed to southern California and just kind of what your what that transition's been like for you. And then, uh, of course, uh, coming to the Cadets uh, football team. Why, why uh, Benedictine and what have you enjoyed about your time here? Well, Benedictine's obviously, in my opinion, the best team in the region. So that's kind of motivated me when I – Knew I was going to have to move out here to look at BC, obviously. And I felt like it was home when I saw it. And it really, the move was very smooth, I'd say. It was very flawless in the way it happened and just felt right. And I feel like the big change to Georgia football is obviously much more running and not, you know, just. 10 personnel, pure pass ball like they do in California. You have to, it's much more physical game here. And that was, a, that was a transition to get used to, and I feel like it's gone very well. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously having a really solid year, and again, uh, that defense you're playing on, uh, obviously doing very well also. Okay, so 
Uh, let's let's look forward a little bit for for you personally. Uh, obviously, we got Southeast Bullet coming up on the schedule, but also um, the, the rest of your senior year. What what you're looking forward to with the rest of your senior year, and uh, do you have any thoughts on uh, what you could be doing uh, after you're done with this year? Well, I'm currently talking to some D3 schools and some D1 schools. I'm really interested in either going to Merchant Marine, Coast Guard Academy, or Carnegie Mellon. So I'm kind of between that right now. But with the whole season as a whole, obviously going for that region title, and we have the team that can do it. So I think that's going to be big, focusing on our opponent each week. As you know, Southeast Bullock's a good team, so is Wayne County. So that will give us some good competition. We have to play good. Absolutely. Jonathan Hardy here, senior linebacker for the Benedictine Cadets, joining us, and great to have you on once again. Uh, Best of luck as you look forward to Southeast Bullock and, of course, uh, looking forward to the rest of your senior year and uh, whatever comes after that, Jonathan. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Jonathan Hardy, senior linebacker here for this Benedictine Cadets defense on the Danny Britt Show.